Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, Robin Washington, 7.30 today, and we will talk plenty more about Nebraska football as they are a couple days away from playing at Rutgers in Piscataway. By the way, by the way, good morning to you, mm-hmm. you drinking coffee. Good morning uh, to you. What uh, what day you heading out to Piscataway? Oh, good, jeez. Yeah, I will not be here Friday. I thought you might not. Had Forgot to confirm that. that. Forgot about that. That's your, you must lease trolling on Friday. That's too bad for you. Yeah, I'll be here on Thursday. Okay, well, I, I assumed as much. Yes. Well, we're flying out at 11 a.m. You flying to Newark? Where do you fly to? I Jim? don't know. Hmm. I, flying to Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Newark, probably, then. That's <coughs> my guess. Yeah, probably. I don't know. But I'm. that's it. I guess I won't be here Friday. Looking forward to the Garden State visit over there? Kind of. Yeah? I'm looking forward to the game. <clears throat> Jeez, this is great. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to going to the game with people in the stadium. Which I gotta happen. think that was odd last time you went there. What, you what, think did, a little the, odd? Did you say the press box was open too in December? Right? Yeah, they kept the door open. You know, it was December for, for COVID reasons. <laughs> but it was it was December to keep in the, New Jersey at nighttime. That doesn't sound very warm to me. To keep the 15 degree air flowing. <laughs> yeah, it was we great. Had three coats on inside the yeah. press box, and Sean Callahan. Kept shutting the door. He did. He just got up and kept shutting it. They'd open it. He'd shut it. They'd open it. He'd shut it. <laughs> I'd like to see that replay of that. Yeah, it was pretty good. There was only it was only Sam, Sean, um, myself, and Parker. That I think that was all the. That was media, it. I think that was all the media was there. How how quickly after the door was open would Sean go <laughs> shut it? Was it like seconds, minutes? Um, it was. Uh, no, oh, he'd just do it every – I mean, yeah, just minutes. And then we were directed to get our pregame meal at a place that was, like, down a few flights of stairs, and they said there would be a guy there would be a guy there waiting for us, and there was a kind of a shady mafia-type figure. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> they gave us a soggy sandwich. Well, geez. Well, thanks, Rutgers. Appreciate that. Yeah. That was not a – those aren't times I want to remember. Well – that was also a Friday night, by the way, in Piscataway. Was that a Friday night? That was night? a Friday night. Absolutely. For some reason, Nebraska Rutgers, when it's on the road in Piscataway, they play it like it's a high school game on Friday night. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, here we go. Uh, Mickey was yesterday. Um, I don't know. There was, a, there was a lot going on yesterday. There was, and uh, as usual, during the football season. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. What struck you there, Sparky? Well, let's let's get the listeners' thoughts. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Call or text as always. You can watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Again, the show sponsored by Gaina Trucking. So, yes, Mickey Joseph did take the podium yesterday uh, following Nebraska's win against Indiana ahead of Friday's game against Rutgers. 
And Sip, just like all of us, he views the West as the wild, wild West. He says, you know, we're focused on Rutgers, but I do keep an eye on the standings. Because, you know, they do want it, you know. That's how we said. Yeah, they got goals for the season. Yeah. He did say, he did say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did address that to a certain extent. They were just glad they won. Yes. Um, as was I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and gave us something to talk about. And the plot has thickened quite a bit because now, now – it seems like this game is eminently winnable, right? Uh, yeah. And Nebraska's favored by three. Yeah, and because the because the West is kind of down. Okay, like just quit mealy mouthing around here. Can they get to five or six wins, Jake? Can they get it, to five yeah, or six? It, it is possible. Yes, you think that? Yes, and it's because the West sucks. That's why. Okay, you can, know, can you just not be as bad as you have been the last couple of years? Figure something out. Not not be great. Figure something out. Like you, did you find something on Saturday night against Indiana? And can you build off that? I'm not expecting an elite football team. Can I see a better football team that learns how to close football games? Yeah. Then you can get to five or six. They points. did that. They did one game. Now do it again and again and again. Now if they now you know why this gets interesting. Because if they get to five or six, then what? Then you're talking about maybe Mickey Joseph taking over as head coach. Well, if he gets to six or seven, that's deservedly so. Right. At five, I can see people pushing back still saying, yeah, I'm not sure. Six for the bowl game, I can see definitely fans jumping on board saying, yes, yes, yes. That means he went five and three his final eight games. Probably beat a team he's been losing to in either Iowa or Wisconsin. That's That'll be the most interesting subplot i don't even know if it's a subplot it would be a, the plot <laughs> i mean if mickey can mickey's in a pretty he's in a decent spot here he's not as as in a okay i did talk to we'll just call it a wisconsin football insider last night and he's not now, now mickey's spot isn't as good as jim leonard's jim leonard you know who that is right i <laughs> He's the Jim Leonard is the defensive coordinator turned interim head coach at Wisconsin. And the way I hear it there is he won't he doesn't have to hardly do anything. In fact, I wrote some to keep notes the, to keep the job. Yeah, just got he has to settle the team down basically and get them to play good hard football. They're not I don't even think you'd attach a win total there. He doesn't he mightn't have to win one or two, and they'd be he'd be okay. Does this insider believe that the, he's the popular choice of the fan base? Jim well, I Leonard? don't know. I don't know. Um, yes, I curious. mean, I mean, I'd, I'd be curious. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Um, he's very popular in that fan base. All right, Jim Leonard. They're they put all they, Chris McIntosh, the Wisconsin AD. Now, now you're gonna no no just be, I'm listening. I'm engaged. The Wisconsin AD and the Wisconsin Brass put all their chips in the table, onto the table, for Jim Leonard. You wouldn't say that, that Nebraska's done that for Mickey Joseph. No, no. Been supportive, but not, not so all the different. chips in the past. It's a different situation. Yeah. Jim Leonard's in a, in a better situation that way. Just settle the team down and play good football. You may only have to win a couple games. That's they want that. There's a reason 
that in February of 2021, Jim Leonard eschewed the Packers and stayed with the Badgers because of this, because of exactly this, because he knew that he ultimately would have a chance to be their head coach. Didn't think it would go down this way this quickly. But Paul Christ is out, and here we go. Mickey's situation is such that he's got he does have to win some games, probably to be to be considered. Now a lot of people are saying to me, I don't know what you're hearing, but I hear from a lot of people are saying, why is there no news on Nebraska's coaching search? Well, part of the reason is Trev has to be very careful, of course, to give Mickey a shot. What if it leaked out that he had talked to Lance Leipold, which is never that's not happening. I mean, Lance wouldn't let it happen, but or leaked out he talked to well, Bill O'Brien. That that's the thing, though. What what coach, whether it's a, a head coach or a coordinator in Bill O'Brien's shoes, would, would let that leak out? Not right now. Exactly. So, what, what do you, what do fans expect? I don't like, know. I hear it on our message board. It's ridiculous. Husker Online. Why is there no news? Because it's the middle because of the season, and coaches are trying to protect their. I don't know. Because there's no news. Legacies that's why. here, right? Well, yeah, I mean the well, reputations, the well, reputations a little bit. Yeah, that for sure, Jake, but also but also, well, I guess that's what you're saying, but the players are their focus. I, I the players th- have to be the focus. Like you can be obviously you're not you, the fans are selfish and wanting to know every sort of you know conversations ever had regarding the coaching search, but yeah, think of, think about if you're a Kansas Jayhawk player and you and you heard that that Leipold had had spoke to Nebraska. Oh God! And you're having this great, you're having this oh, epic be, season. You're five and zero. You got awful. college game day at your place. You know you, you you've experienced success you haven't had in a long, long time. That would suck. That that'd be really unfortunate. So Husker fans out there that want news, and oh, what, what's the update? I mean, just you're gonna have to be patient. I know you want something every day. You want. You want gratification on this, but you're just not going to get it well, until the end of November. Well, and a lot of the reason is a lot of the reason you shouldn't want a bunch of leaks and and stuff like that is because of Mickey. This, you got to be. I think Trev has to be very fair to Mickey Joseph and let this play out, right? Right. Yes. I mean, Mickey. It's, it's fair to him. It's fair to the entire program for mm-hmm. that to play out like that. Look. We all know Mickey Joseph is an excellent recruiter, okay? I think a lot of people know he's a good coach. He's a good football coach. Now, receivers coach. Mm-hmm. Now, now he's got to take a big jump. If He's got to lead a program at the Power 5 level, and that's a complex job, okay? And lead is the key, lead. He's got to be a leader, not just of, a, not just of 18 receivers, of 150 guys on the roster and 40 staff members. Now, that's a big difference between leading a room of 18 guys, receivers. You understand? Yeah. It's very complex. He's got a lead. Well, he does. And, and let's let's go back to Saturday for a second. And, and this is a coach that's still young in his time as being a head coach. Nebraska won, but there were some mistakes. I mean, Nebraska was penalty plagued. They had 12 penalties in that game. Okay? You know, plus – plus, Go back to what we said was a, a terrible decision, which was putting Chubba Purdy in to replace Casey Thompson inside your 10-yard line, which result, resulted in a strip sack touchdown. It was one of the worst quarterback decisions I've ever seen in covering Nebraska football. And, and again, when you're making your one of your, your first 
your your second ever time as a head coach at the Division One level, yeah, you're going to make some mistakes. And that was a huge one. Well, and and but on the bright side, now as far as those penalties go, yeah, you might want to check the penalty numbers nationally. Okay, the 112th ranked team penalty wise because they're getting penalized a lot is Alabama. Alabama gets penalized a lot because they're aggressive. Nebraska, some of it was just aggression. Was, okay. Mickey Mickey pointed that out yesterday. I mean, he wants his guys to be aggressive. Alabama's a heavily penalized team. They have been. It's not this isn't the first year. There was a couple of years ago they were the most penalized team in the country or close to it. They, I, I, they get penalized. I would argue that they have elite talent to overcome the penalties, typically. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's – I don't think it's about that. I think it's about aggression. Well – It's about aggression. I, I think there's – I think it's not all that, but – You don't want 12 penalties a game. Right. Um, yeah, they got – yeah, it was getting pretty bad the exactly. other Exactly. Like you see, I mean, you can say all you want about Alabama. I'm going to say 12 penalties are 12 penalties. Right. And if you're not going to overcome that with first-round talent everywhere, I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight back on that one. Well, you don't need to Aggressive apologize there, Thanks, Sparky. <laughs> well, I didn't need to, but I did. <laughs> came at me after that one. I did not. I'm just saying that there is a an element of that. If you look at the most penalized teams in the country, I bet if we do this exercise out to break, you'd see some pretty good teams. Pretty good teams. Do you think, that, do you think their coaches are happy with that? I don't know. Do you think Nick Saban enjoys having 12 penalties? I don't think he gets 12. Well, how, how many they have against they Texas? Had a ton. They had, they had more than twelve or like that. against Texas. Yeah. It was fifteen. They yeah. had twenty to nineteen win. I thought against Texas that Alabama looked like they just forgot about preseason camp. I just said we're just going to start the season. Oh yeah, we're not very well prepared. That was a strange game. If you're an Alabama fan, um, well, it looks even stranger now that Texas has really not looked great. They looked good last Saturday against West Virginia, but Texas has been very subpar since that game. Right. As a program. But as far as Mickey goes and how he's coached this team, it's been okay. I, now, I will say this. He's settling settling in nicely in front in that podium, in, the, in, the, in front of the podium, in front of the media. He does a good job there. Um, and I don't know. He's, I mean, he's, this is the thing. Now, I'm interested in what people think. He's kind of learning on the job, right? He's totally learning on the job. Is that going to be enough? Is eight games or nine games, nine games, is that going to be enough in terms of readiness for Mickey Joseph? That's going to be that's well, going to be it. I, how much can you really improve as a head coach over eight games? You can improve a lot, but can you improve a ton? Well, is that a concern of yours? Yes. That's why, again, what I, I – I think Trev obviously wants to give him the full chance to win the job, and he, and he certainly can do that by having a great next seven games. He already got one win last week. Can you can you keep it going? And then yes, you'll probably deserve the job, but that's a big if. It's a huge if, and so at that point you still have to continue the search. Trev mm-hmm. can't just let this you know hope that Mickey works out. If it falls apart in November, then oh crap! Now we got to go back to to you know square one here. Right. And that doesn't sound like a good plan. Did you see? To me, do you see? It, it's, did you a, see how the pressure's ramping up on Trev? I yes. What, what did you expect? As, as every day goes, it'll ramp up more. I and don't as, think anybody expected a lack of pressure on Trev on this hire. And every win that happened, yeah, but it doesn't seem like it right now, really, because there's nothing going on. 
as as the end of November comes, that's when you know you're going to start want, now. That's when you're going to start wanting some news, you know, as as November as the end of November approaches, right? Yep. And that and then what if what if Nebraska's sitting at five wins? With two games to go. What if they lose them both? Then? Well, what if they win them both? Well, okay, that's a, that's a big if though. If they win them both, hey, they're seven and five. <coughs> you got to keep them. I mean, that'd be a six and two stretch. The last eight games, you keep mm-hmm. them. If they were to lose the last two, that's you know we're talking about losses to Wisconsin and Iowa back to back weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Is that? But does that? I mean, yeah. Does it come out? Does it come down to that? I mean, that, that's a real scenario right there. By the way, that Nebraska is sitting at five wins with their last two games ahead of them against your nemesis. Of Wisconsin and Iowa. Now, if you pull back the conversation, is that what it should come down to? Just two games. I mean, I, I think it, but those are you have not beaten Wisconsin since 2012. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Iowa's been 2014. If yeah, if if one of those, <coughs> if you were to win both those games, I think he's back. You know, unless they didn't have a great stretch in between now is, and then. Yeah, the question you ask is that fair to Mickey? Is that fair to Mickey that it just comes down to two games? I don't. I mean, either you believe in him or you don't. Does it matter if it's fair? No, no or isn't not? is it? Isn't that? Do you either believe in him or you don't? Right. He can really help himself out by winning yeah. one of those games. Just to say that. I mean, it's not. I don't know. It gets it gets a little weird when we have those conversations. Like, he's got to win this game. Not this is not Mickey, just a coach. He's got to win this game to keep his job. Well, what? All right, you either believe in him or you don't. You know, well, that's again that that's why this is going to be just a tough situation for Trev, no matter what, unless Mickey goes on a heater or unless Mickey shows a stinker the rest of the way. It's it, that's the only way it's easy if they get on a complete heater and easily make a bowl game, or if they just clunk the rest of the way and lose out. Then that's pretty easy saying he can't be the head coach. But he's and you you and you you also have to take into consideration he hasn't inherited a great situation. I am aware of that. So I don't like the words Mickey threw a clunker. Like it's not his. It's not his mess. Yeah, but he's just got to deal with it. Yeah, I know. But unfortunately, if he were to lose the rest of his games, he's probably not going to be the head coach, even though he inherited a mess. Mm-hmm. This is he know this. This, yeah, is this, his, this is his interview and audition. It is, and it is. in in you know after Oklahoma and then and after the bye week, the defense looked a lot better under Bill Bush. Mm-hmm. The offense, you know, they won the game, thirty-five twenty-one. They 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 won a football game. Mm-hmm. Can you how can you can you roll out a couple wins here? There are people, and I, they're on a message board on Husker Online, that say they didn't do a great job, Mickey and Bill, Mickey Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush. Well, go figure. Message boards aren't happy. Wow, what a merit, what a what a surprise. I, I don't I don't quite understand it. I, I, and I point mainly to the circumstances that they had to operate under. The head coach fired. The defensive coordinator fired. They, they, you got to keep the team together. And win and go win, and what I saw was a team that was was determined and did and did play very hard. Not always well, but the defense by and large played well, right? Yes. And the special teams played well. They did. They had a block pump for a touchdown. Yeah, and and, and some return couple, yards. Couple return. Yeah, and they. I mean, the defense and special teams were good. The offense was good enough. That that. See, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Well, here, let's pause right here. Stop reading the message boards. People are ridiculous. Not all people, but a lot of them are. Yeah. I mean, Nebraska could have won that game sixty-three to zero, and there'd be people bitching about something. Yeah, well, it's good because message boards are poison. It's toxic. Mm-hmm. 
we got a call. Again, we don't have a producer right now because I guess Gus just left us didn't even tell us. Gus, you could at least said bye. I don't it's know. Okay. We're working on that. He's young. Uh, if you can hear me, who do we have? You're, you're on early break. Go ahead. It's your boy from Napa. How oh. are you, Alan? Hello, Vince. I could have figured that, but just make sure. Go ahead, Vince. Yes, yes, indeed. But like, but again, there's 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 so many moving parts to what we're talking about here. I mean, you know, because because uh, because number one, you know, Trev has to give Mick. You know, I think it's only fair that Trev gives Mickey an ample runway to prove that he's the right guy for the job. But you know, but at the same time, you also can't put all of your eggs in one basket. So. Um, so that you know, so that's where Trev also has to do, do his diligence, and you know, as far as seeking out other candidates, and and relevant to you know fans wanting news and all that. I mean, hey, I get it. You know, it's just a case that um, you also can't have something leak, not just because not just for Mickey's sake, but if something prematurely leaks, like okay, Trev's talks to Lance Leipold or Dave Aranda or whoever. <laughs> well, but I mean, if that leaks. And now all of a sudden the Nebraska job isn't you know isn't so attractive because who wants to go to a place where something gets out mm. you know and I think because that's uh, because well because, well, he, well here well here's a true well true story and I can give you guys a, a, a somewhat relatable example before John Lynch left broadcasting to become the 49ers general manager you know you know you know what he's talked about this before. One of the big thing, reasons he took the job was is that I guess he spent a few days with the organization, and then after that he gave it a week to make sure nothing leaked. Hmm. Because if something leaked, he probably wasn't going to take the job. Wow! But um, so, so that so 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 that, so therein you know lies some of the moving parts. And you know as far as you know Mickey being the right guy for the job, I mean again. A lot of it has a lot of a lot of it depends on how things play out. You know, the remainder of the season, and you know, and James, you pose the question of, you know, can Nebraska get to six wins? Well, by by beating Indiana on Saturday night, that at least you know, that that at least puts that hope out there. Now, obviously, if we'd lost, you know, in that case, I question whether we get to two wins. But uh, you know, I mean, you're right. The whole Big Ten West stinks, and also. And also, I would make the point that the, no, the, the November stretch that we thought was so daunting, now all of a sudden, with the exception of the Michigan game, doesn't look quite as dicey. You know, so so again, you know, if Mickey if, if Mickey gets us to six wins, then there's no doubt about it. This is a serious conversation. More than that, I'd say you'd have to look a long way to go otherwise. But you know what, fellas, we got a game on Friday night. Yeah, we do. We've got we, we we've got two wins. And before you can get to four, five, or six, you got to get to three. And you want to know something? It's a short week. It's a short week. You say one thing to Rutgers. If we can't get them all, we might as well get it all. Yeah, we might as well. All right, Vince. Thank you, Vince. Uh, other news. Um, thank you, Vince. Interesting yesterday, Casey Thompson said he's already dealt with a left calf contusion, hip pointer, left wrist sprain, AC joint injury. <laughs> sore jaw, and now a shoulder ailment. <laughs> Sounds like uh, the previous quarterback here. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend here. The good news is his jaw is not wired yeah, shut I was going to say the jaw. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to hear another jaw injury story. God. Adrian. Adrian. 
Adrian's jaw was wired shut for a portion of the season. Speaking speaking of Adrian, okay. Speaking of Adrian, I I uh, I got an email yesterday that kind of updates the uh, the Heisman <laughs> odds. As of yesterday, per I'm not gonna say the the place because I'll get in trouble from a certain bobcat out there. A, a certain outlet, yeah, yeah, puts Adrian at this moment as the fifth place Heisman. How about that contender? Hello, fifth. Hello. As of two weeks ago, he was like off the board. Hello. He went from off the board to potentially fifth well, in the race for Heisman. I, he looks so good right now. I mean, I, I he just, found that confidence. You know, when oh, Chris, Chris Kleiman called him out mm-hmm. after the Tulane game, mm-hmm. he said, "We need more from our quarterback." He looks and fast. And guess what? He's in the last two games. Oklahoma tore him up. He looks fast. And last week they tore up. Who were they playing last week? I forget. Oh, Texas Tech. Yeah, tore up Texas Tech last week. Yeah, and he rushed. There was. A, well, I don't know if he, what he finished with, but at one point he was at twelve carries for one seventy one. Yes, twelve carries for one seventy one. Okay, back to Nebraska. You'll be happy to hear that there's a rotation at right tackle now. It'll be mm-hmm. Hunter Anthony and Bryce Benhart. Anthony Hunter played forty eight snaps the other night. Ben Hart played 40. Joseph said, said the rotation will continue. Who, um, who starts Saturday or <clears throat> Friday then, what do you think? I don't know. Joseph said, I thought Hunter played okay. I didn't think he played great. I'm, I'm, I'm Mickey Joseph talking right okay. now. Right. I thought Hunter played okay, Joseph said. I didn't think he played great, but I thought he played okay and held his own. He said, guys, there was, there was 86 plays. There's going to be some mental errors. There's going to be some physical errors. Things are going to happen. But I think those two kids together, they can give us a solid right tackle performance on Saturday. Hmm. Um, I would uh, be curious if you get more Hunter Anthony snaps this Friday. Casey, I talked to Casey um, privately yesterday. We'll call it privately. It's interesting that he, he doesn't close the door on coming back next year. He's, he's eligible. Um, he just wants to see where this coaching thing goes. Um, I'll I'll be writing more about that later in the week. But yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy. He's got he's a, he's four oh four point oh GPA right now. Smart guy, extremely intelligent. I'm I'm all in on Casey. I mean, he's tougher than hell. People, if they can protect him, that'd be helpful. <laughs> nice. That's what I'm saying. You know what? Give Hunter a chance. Hunter Anthony, come on, Mickey. I know you're going fifty fifty, and, and Bryce is always there in case you need him. Give give Hunter. I'm not a sure Hunter Anthony's the exact. Answer oh, he's not him. the answer, but I like the picture of him a little bit better. I mean, right? Okay. You have a lot of people in this fan base, understandably so, frustrated with the right tackle position. Sure. There's other spots in the line that are struggling too, but right tackle consistently has been a problem. Banks Brandt. Brandt played well left yeah, tackle. He came in and played well. Shout left out tackle. to Brandt Banks. Yes. He played well left tackle. Number seventy four. He Big did. Number seventy four played well. I, I watched pretty closely. He looked pretty good. So does it beg the question, why not move him over the right side? Well, what, why not place why, – why Why he played left tackle? I guess Corcoran's back this Right. Thank yeah, you. we'll give him a chance. Maybe he's more comfortable at left or may, tackle. Or maybe move Corcoran over to right tackle. Regardless, I think Banks deserves a chance somewhere after that performance, well, that's right? Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to suggest. Well, I also like Hunter Anthony, too. I like the picture of him at right tackle. Being difficult. The definition of insanity is doing the same o- thing over and over. Let's again. get one more. I don't want. I don't want to do insanity in a bad way. Okay. Stop. Stop letting 
these bad things happen and find a way to improve them. That's what I good coaches do. I totally agree do. with you. Yes, I totally agree with you. Uh, we have one more call. Again, I don't know who this is because I don't have a producer right now. If you can hear me, you're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. Derek in a car northbound on 77, just south of the new construction, uh, which, by the way, is ahead of schedule and looking really good in terms of getting the traffic flowing through the south part of the city, south Beltway. A couple of questions. Um, where has Isaiah Castaneda Garcia been? Injured. Does anybody know? Injured. Oh, he's injured. Okay, yeah. I didn't catch that on the radio report. Injured. Um, and Okay, do you know the extent of the injury? No, he was not warming up. We, we just found out about it on Saturday in warm-ups. He was... But he was not suited up, Derek. He was in street clothes. Oh, that's a bad sign. Okay. Um, so, in, in his absence, I haven't really seen any younger guys step up. Obviously, Crawford is injured. Um, uh, number four from Chicago, Alante Brown, Chicago Player of the Year. He's had a kind of a quiet season. How could we get him rolling? And then here's the question that I've had all season long. How can we have – I went back and watched a lot of those pit games under Whipple last year. They threw a large number of jailbreaks, bubble screens, inside screens, that kind of stuff. I haven't seen – I don't even think I've seen one this year. What's going on, Sipple, with uh, what your contacts tell you about practice? What's going on relative to that offense and the short pass game, and why haven't we seen – uh, that much of it as of yet, and uh, great show, great topics. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Yeah, more jailbreaks. I can ask. Hey, Derek, I can ask Whipple that. Um, <laughs> pretty particular question. Pretty particular. Um, more jailbreak screens. <laughs> Short passing game. I mean, help me with that, Jake. I, we've seen a little bit of it. They well, they flip those balls out onto the perimeter. I, that that's just the idea of hey, if your line can't protect, can you get it out as quick as possible and let your receivers block for it? Because mm-hmm. the press the receivers have done a decent job blocking downfield this year. Decent. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of the uh, idea of that. Yeah, quick, hey, quick passes, Derek. Avoid with, the hits on Casey. Most offensive coordinators aren't just going to volunteer their playbook um, and what we're thinking we're going to do. So I don't. Yeah, I get it though. I, you know, now that Derek mentions it, there haven't been jailbreak screens. Maybe I don't know why. I don't know why they well, don't. Maybe do it's that. not. You know, maybe I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe a personnel. I mean, it may be a personnel issue. Although. Although Anthony Grant can catch, I mean he's it's not a, it's not that. Um, I don't know, Derek. That's Ter- a good question. Terrell Farley chimes in. The great linebacker says, "I think you save those jailbreak screens for the tough games. Catch the teams off guard. They could be holding you could also, those back. You could also, you know, practice them, try them out. Well, they how, you don't know that they're not. I mean, in a game, yeah, in a game you could try them still. Well, then the element of surprise wouldn't. Well, be quite. Well, 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 guess what." Don't get defensive. You, you, know, you, can, you can do it more than once in a season, you know, right. or twice. It's, it's, it's possible. Just saying. Yes. Thank you, Derek. Drive safely out there. Yeah. I go down that way, too. It, does, fact, look, it does look gorgeous. It looks pretty good. The whole. Wh- what are we talking about? Well, 77, you know, by Saltillo, all that stuff. Uh-huh. It, it, you know, it's all redone though, with part of the expansion project down there. Uh, so, for people that don't know, if you're heading to Beatrice, yes. that's where. That's exactly. Where yeah. Highway 77 down to Beatrice. It looks a lot different than it did last year, yeah, two years does. ago, or ever. Yeah, well, I, I pulled off on some, so, so, 
I pulled off on Sotillo accidentally on the way to Beatrice the other day. You don't have to do that. Just no. keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, keep the calls coming. 402-464-5685. More next. Your early break in the ticket.